today's daf is Nun Zayin, and we're finishing off the, this is the last Mishnah in the Perak we just began yesterday. That was, and we said that when it comes to Klecheres, it's Litan Ben Apasim. It's not Klecheres, Cheres, as in broken, Shivrei Klecheres. So then now the Gemara discusses Shivrei Klecheres, so broken parts of pottery. And we said it's Kadeh Litan Ben Apasim. So Rabbi Yochanan says Mekadshin Bo, and Rabbi, Rabbi Shimon Ben Lakish says in Mekadshin Bo. So we've got a Machloket here, Aboraim. Regardless, you can Mekadshin Bo. What, what, what are you talking about, Kadshim? Talking about marrying somebody. We're talking about Kiddush Mechatat. So again, to matar someone who's tamimet, you get the ashes from the pradoma and you sprinkle it on spring water. Okay, and that 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 is referred to as kirush mechatat, right? So that's then mekadshin. So the question is, that's to be done in what seems to be a kli you'd expect. So the machloket is, can you ship likely cheres? So Rabbi Yochanan says, actually you can, and Rabbi Yochanan says you can't. So Rabbi Laza shal al dat Rabbi Shimon and Lakish lama ein mekadshin. Why can't you do kirush mechatat in it? And then he says, Is it because once it's shivri, once it's broken klicheres, it's not susceptible to tuma? One second, These are other kalim that are not susceptible to tuma due to the material they're made from. Dung, stone, uh, earth, it means it hasn't been fired in a kiln. We say, They're not susceptible to tuma. And nonetheless, You can do kiddush mechadat. And in other words, as long as it seems to be that it's what's called a Torah kli, that you can do kiddush mechadat. So why that? Well, I already jumped the gun a bit. So we say Ella mishum she'ena makabel revit, but because it cannot, it cannot uh, hold a revit's worth of water. That's what the exclusion. So it's not because it's susceptibility to tuma is a determining factor. However, lomod be'sem velov rabbi rib shimon ben lakish bekli cheres katan shalem kolshu mekachibo didn't. But doesn't rabbi shimon ben lakish agree that if it's a tiny kli cheres, even if it's less than rabbi, as long as it's shalem, you can do bekedesh mechatat. So then, this is the answer. I jumped the gun by saying, So it seems quite clear here, according to Rav Shlakish, that it's not an issue of susceptibility to Tuma, it's an issue of what's called a Torah Kli, because we know by Mechatat, by mechatat there's no issue of susceptibility to Tuma, because you can even use Kleadama. But for Mechatat, you need something that looks like a Kli, has a form of a Kli, and once you've got Shibli Kli Cheres, you can't do it. Interestingly, however, You'll see that even a shever kli, as long as it can makabal a revit according to the previous answer, if you're not, if there's, if we're assuming that the previous answer wasn't nidcha, if the second answer is building on the first, that you could do it with a revit. That's what Rabbi Chaim explains it, by the way. Now we ask a question of a kasha al Rabbi Yochanan. Now what's a kasha Rabbi Yochanan? Now Rabbi Yochanan says that when it comes to shivrei kli cheres, you mekan You can use a kiddush mechatat. However, lifsol et, don't say the word gvia here, it should be a mikvah. Einu posel. What's a kasha? The kasha is as follows. You're not, uh, the, in the formation of a mikveh, can't be what's called maim she'uvim. It can't be done with drawn water. It has to be natural, dry, natural water. Now, if that water is flowing and you re-channel it or move it with a cleave, in other words, even if it goes through a cleave, the water's flowing through a cleave, say, so fills it up and spills out the other end, and, and that would also pass a mikveh, even if you didn't literally draw it up like a bucket from a well. That would still call that water as maim she'uvim. So what's interesting here, the shivrin klecheres, if water goes through that shivrin klecheres and into the mikvah, it wouldn't possibly mikvah. It's not considered a kli, it sounds like. However, you also, in other words, I don't understand, it's not considered maim shu, it, it's, uh, it's not possible the mikvah, it's not considered a kli, but it's enough of a kli to like kadesh mechatat. I don't understand. That's a stira. Meaning, as long as it doesn't accept the revit size. 
And he says, I don't understand. And by the way, he says, this is also Kashtresh Lakish, because of the first answer, if it's a Ravi, it's worth, it says, Kashtresh Lakish, the Amil El, the Modehu, the Ima Makabal Ravi, Makachimbo. So, the Modehu, after Ima Makabal Ravi, Makachimbo, if it's a, um, uh, we'll see. Okay, fine. So, let's continue. So, Ella, we say that that must be Kurabiosa, meaning the Rabiosi Amar, Afshel Cheres Koshu. What's this Rabiosa? Shrebchaim says Rabiosa, you know, Rabiosa, Rabiosa. The Sverle de Palighatan, there's Machloket there by Mechatat. The Sverle de Afkli Cheres Koshish will bait Kibul, as long as I bait Kibul, even if it's a Koshu, would possibly mikvah. So, therefore, it's not a stira. Because if it's a Koshu, it's possibly mikvah, and if it's a Shibrekli Cheres, it's also Mechatchibos. You see, the two go hand in hand. It's still considerably for both. So the Gemara says, but that doesn't make sense. When does Rabbi when, when does Yossi say that a, a small kli, even if it's less than Ravid, is posalamik, but it's considered maim shuvim? That's when they're talking about a shalem kli. But our sugi we've been discussing is a shever kli. But we're talking about uh, a shever kli. So we're back to the original question. How is it that Rabbi Yochanan says, in other words, you can Mekadish with a Shever Kli, but when it comes to, to Posel at a Mikvah, it doesn't Posel at a Mikvah. Right? Is it a Kli or is it not a Kli? So we're left with a question, but nonetheless, we find that there are bright that support both the Shitra of Yochanan and Rabbi Shimon Lakish. In other words, he doesn't hold like that. Mishnah must be holding like a brighter. That's a way to resolve it. In other words, so Tanar Rabbi Rabbi Yochanan, there was a brighter the Rabbiya brought that is um the Rabbiya that supports Rabbi Yochanan Tarabi Shimon Ben Yochai and the brighter that in Rabbi Shimon Ben Yochai that supports Rabbi Shimon Ben Lakish. Okay, so in other words, from the flows of Mishnah, seem to be kashas, but got brighters nonetheless to support them. So you can you know perhaps it's a machlokatanim or something like that. Okay, Hadran lach perak hamotzi yain, Hadran lach perak hamotzi yain, Hadran lach perak hamotzi yain. Now, since the previous Mishnah we learned, at the very end of it, we said, when I come to the Shirim by Shads, Klei Cheres, we said, we now, in, and if you're familiar with this Perek, go through a whole lot of other halachas aren't related to Shabbos, but also look for Zechel Adavars, or proofs from Sukkim that prove it. So let's have a look. Amar Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva says, So different forms of Tumah can transfer Tumah in different ways. The most common way is through Maga, through direct contact. There's also what's called masa if you're carrying it, even if you're not in direct contact with it. And um, there's also tumat ohel, which we'll touch on soon. And that's even if it's just in, under the same covering. We know by a met transfers to in that way. So Rabbi Kiva says, how do I know that avodazar itself is matame like a nida such that is matame masa? I mean, if I'm carrying a, um, say, in a, in a shopping bag, you did uh, holiday shopping and there's something inside it, right? Um, then then you could be matame. Okay. So we say that's Kanida, because you see the Pasuk, which is referring to Vodazara, refers to it as a Davar, referring to a Nida. So there's a connection, the Pasuk, contextually between Nida and Vodazara. Now, if you benefit to fill in the gaps, as we'll see soon, the Chachamim disagree. They say it's a Matama Kesheretz. Kesheretz, in other words, only Ba Maga and not Masa. Okay. So let's continue. Ketiv toeva benida, the ketuv toeva ba avodazara, the ketuv toeva the sheratzim. So the word toeva abomination is used is in reference to psukim related nida, referred to avodazara, and referred, referred to sheratz sheratzim. So the question is, which one are we connecting it to with respect to avodazara? 
So initially, that's the pasuk refers to the prohibition of nida, um, that it's referred to as an abomination, in, in others having relations with a woman who is a nida. That you're not bring this toiva, this abomination to your house. And it also says, that you're not to consume any of these shiratim referred to toiva. I don't know which one I'm going to be connecting it to. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Kiva Omer Nida Huksha. So Rabbi Kiva connects it to Nida. What does Ramat Nida Metameh B'Masa? After what I'm B'Masa, that's the proof that we saw in our Mishnah that he says we can learn from that that it's Metameh B'Masa. However, as soon as the Gemara says you're making a hekesh connection, then why are you being selective what you learn? It seems to be that you should learn other laws from it as well. Now, there's another Machmir law by Nida, which is called Evan Masama. It says, Now, which is interesting, if you've got an immovable, like large rock that's propped up on, say, uh, on uh, like four, four stat- legs or something like that, then if there's something underneath it, those Kalim and Anita sits on that Evan Masama, then it's Matama everything underneath it, right? And even if the Nida isn't, so because it's a stone, even if your weight is not even pressing down on these things underneath it. It's a chumra by nida. And also, and zav as well. So I read you, Reb Chaim, Evan she samuha al gabiyete dot vekelim tachtav mitamim benida. She im nida o zav yoshevet al gabiyete even kelim shetreat mei. That's a, quite a chumra. The afa gav shloich bila nida o hazav ala kelim. So the question then is, if you're connecting avodazara to, to nida, then connect it for this other law of ever mesama as well. But one second. Um, you see here that Rab Zirkan Bashem Rabbi Huda, Vit Amri Bashem Rabbi Rabchista, that says Modrabi Kiva Lachamish Enabazara Matama Gabe Masala. But we see Rabbi Kiva agrees that despite the fact we're connecting Avodazara to Nida, according to Rabbi Kiva, he only connects it for Tumat Masa and not for Evan Masama. So what do we do with that? Um, so Rab Chaim fills in the gaps for us. Oh, it's for that reason. In other words, that's why we have the other Hekesh of Avadozara connecting to this situation. Sheretz, to teach you that it doesn't adopt all the laws of Nida, only Matameh B'masa, but not the laws of Evin um, Masama, because that I learned, like, if you like, from Sheretz, just Sheretz doesn't have Matameh B'masa, so it's not a Nida. Okay? That's, that's important, sort of fill in the gaps here. So therefore, we've sort of kind of resolved Rabbi Akiva. However, Rabban and Amri, let's he, the Rachachamim understand that Avodazar is Matama Ulumbamaga because we connect to a Sheretz. Ma Sheretz Matama. Now here it says Heset. Now Heset means in Bavli terminology is moving it, a bit like Mamasa. However, very importantly, Rachachim says in the Talmud, in this Talmud, meaning Talmud Shami, they use the word Heset to refer to Maga, which is confusing, but to sort of reprogram yourself. Yeah. In other words, just as a Sheretz in Matama Bamaga, and not masa. Okay, let's continue. So the question is, okay, if you connect, Chachamim are connecting it to a sheretz, even in other words, we have got a chumra by sheretz that's matama even by the small amount adasha and not a kizai. So then the question is, if you connect the sheretz, why do you fully connect it? So Reb Zira says, Reb Yitzchak Bar Nachman B'Shem Reb Elazar, Reb Yitzchak B'Shem Reb Yochanan, because it says, V'itzamdu levav pa'or, V'yochlu zivchei meitim. This is referring to after the Mechamet Midian, they're connected to the Baal pa'or, and it says, and they ate from the zivchei meitim, so the Hekesh B'Nav Adazara and Tumat Amet. It says, oh, so we've got another connection. 
Okay, so Chachamim is getting a bit more complicated here because they're connected to to uh, to Sheretz that it's Maga. Now we're connecting it to Met for that it's Matama Bekezait. But you've got another problem. If you connect it to Met, you've got another issue. Ima Met Rosh Af Rosh Now we know when it comes to Tumata Met, it's Matame Ba'ohel. Even if you just put your finger inside underneath the oil, you become tamid. However, the, when it comes to Avodah that's not really true. Because when it comes, if you go into a place of Avodah it's only for Machnis Roshov So we say, ah, so therefore you need Netitza, Netitza, Mibayit Munuga. So as we know, Tzara doesn't just affect one's body or clothing. It also affects one's house. So a Bayit Munuga is also Metame if someone's Babia, meaning someone enters it. And also they become Tame if they're Roshov Roshov now, the term netitza for dismantling is used for dismantling an avodazara and also by the bait monogah that's a confirmed house. So they have a my bait monogah shnech roshov robo, avodazara shnech roshov robo. So Rav Hanina says as follows Zoto merit, since we've reached this point, she ain't tumat avodazam the chaveret. The tumat avodazara is not clear. I mean, it doesn't seem to be a doraita. In other words, because we're, you'll see why in a moment, not because we've done so many steps, which you might think. But in other words, it must be the Rabbanan. These all are smachtas. Why? Diloken, when you do hekesh, mikishim lekalin ve'imekishim lechumrim. Ve'imekishim lechumrim, sorry. In other words, when you're doing hekesh, you don't use your hekesh to learn leniencies when you've got option of a kulon chumra. You use the hekesh lechumra. Okay? And we've been just leniencies along the way. We said sheret is to, uh, meaning only mamaga. Oh, what about arshat? No, 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 no. We've got tumat amet to be lenient for kazait. Oh, what about rosh etzba for tumat ohel? No, no, no. We're connected and again to be lenient and again. But usually when you're doing hekeshes, you don't do hekesh to be lenient. You do hekesh to be the chumra. Okay. Um, it says, Reb Chaim says, Di lavachi, eich mekshim avodaz lekura, velo lechumra. Vahakol heich di ike lekushi lekula lechumra. Lechumra makshina. That's the rules of the game. The time of my Rabbanak Shila met the Lomitam Lekemazait. Well, there'll be key. Um, fine, we'll leave it to keep it for the moment. So we say, um, oh, also, by the way, it is a question of Rabbi Kiva as well. There are Kiva, Kshila, Sheretz, Lomitam Lekemazama. And why Why is it where, why does Rabbi Kiva also, also do these Hekeshes to learn leniencies? If you recall by Rabbi Kiva, he connected it to Nida, to, to, um, to, uh, for the purpose of learning, it's to say it's matame b'masa. But when he, the connection to sheretz, we said, was a leniency to say it's not matame b'masa. Okay? So the Gemara says, Amara rana mechaveret he. No, this is Doraisa, because you've got the rules. Because it says, Velamei mekish lamet ule sheretz, or his, um, the reading of it is lasheretz, but in other words, why do we have a hekish to both? Uh, there's a Shinu Girsa here, which makes sense to say, ule sheretz, lamet mehem mekhalin shabbat. In other words, the flow of the Gemara, if you recall, Chachamim was just dealing with the, the, all the Hekeshes went to Sheretz, Met, and then Tomat Magad to learn all those laws. But the fact that the Pasuk itself, we had the Hekesh of Tovah that connected to both Sheretz and Nida, lets us know that you can be Mekil. Um, you can do the, all the Hekesh of Lukula. So I read Reb Chaim, Kulamad, Delo Alam, Drashag Murahi, Umadaraita Matama. It's a Doraita. The Ele Mede Hekesh Rachmana Nami Le Sheretz Ulamet. Therefore, it's almost like built into the limud we're doing. The Torah is telling us you can learn lekula. But it's not similar to all other cases in the Torah where normally the hekesh is lekumra. Because 
the word to'ava attaches Avodah Zarah to both Nida and Sheretz at the same time. Okay, that's how we learn you can do Lukula. Now, the Gemara says, it says, Hadadat Amar, um, sorry, it says, Hadadat Amar, Avodah Zarah Shvura, in other words, we've been saying that the shear of Tuma is Kezait or something like that. Now, the question is, when it comes to Avodah it's actually, if it's Shlema, a full of Avodah not just a broken piece of Avodah that's Matama even a Koshu. The Amr Rav Chuna, Rav Chama Bar Guran, B'Shem Rav, Haba'al, that's the, I should say, the infamous, I should like, Avodah that always comes up in Tanakh, the Baal. That, what's the idol of that? That's Rosh Gvia. That's the tip of the male member, right? The organ there. So he, it says, like afunim is like the size of a pea. He, it's like very small. I guess that like a mobile of a desire, like it was very small. Okay. Because it says, that they placed this Baal Brit, or where, you have, where, where, where does a Jew have the Brit? That's in that area. That's in for a God. That's what the passage is referring to. So now the Gemara wants to ask, we've seen how each of them had, meaning Rebbe Akiva and Chachamim, had ways of explaining the Gzera Shabbos. So the Hekesh, the, the initial Gzera Shabbos, if you like. The Gzera Shabbos of Toeva, Toeva, Toeva. But their starting points were different. The assumption of Rebbe Akiva is we starting, my starting point is I'm going to use that Gzera Shabbos to connect me in the first instance to Nida, to say it's Matam Masa. Whereas Chachamim says in my first instance, I'm going to connect it to um, to the Sheretz, to Matame only the Maga. So the question is, w- what drove them to that first step? Because once you got the first step, that, the, the rest of the Gemara flowed. We were able to explain each other into different opinions. But what's a, what's the basis of that first step? So Amar Akiva says, Ta'ev te Ta'avenu. So what's Ta'ev te Ta'avenu referring to about Azara? So I'll read the Korman Eda. He explains it a bit clearer. It says, Beti'uv gadol bekulam. What's the biggest tiuv that refers that the that the Torah refers to being a toeva? That is, in terms of the tumah toevas, that's a nida. To afagav, despite the fact it also says toeva, like we've said in the beginning, that was our starting point by Sheretz, also tiuv. Why should tumata gdola shel Sheretz? Because its tumah is bigger, broader, more in other words, broader scope than that of a Sheretz. As we said, the more Hamru laws that are associated. So therefore, since it says Ta'ev Ta'avenu, by Vodazara connected to Nida. Okay, Matai Madurabana. Well, the Chacham Chachamim so no, because the Pasuk continues Shakesh Shakseno. What's a Sheket? That's a Sheret. So the, the Torah connects, says uh, my starting point by Toyavah should be connecting it to a Sheret. So now the question is, what do each of the Shitot do with each other's opinions? So what does the Chachamim do with opinion of Rabbi Akiva? Meaning, my time at the Rabbanan with the Torah says, Ta'ev to Ta'avenu. And that the Gemara says is because Sa'ehu Nablehu. What's Sa'ehu Nablehu? The Reb Chaim here explains that means Ma'aseu Ketsoa, treat it like it's something disgusting, like feces. Venablehu, meaning Shetzarichlin Hogbo Derechenai Umios. You treat it with complete disrespect and if it was something putrid. Okay? And Rabbi Kiva also learns Nablo Meshek Meshek. He also learns the same idea from the continuation. It says Ma Mekayim Rabbi Akiva Tamud Rabbanan Shaket Shakesenu. Where does he learn? What does he do with the Chachamim who learns Shaket Shakesenu to connect it to Sheretz? No, Shaktseu Navleo also learns this idea of treating with disrespect. So the question is, is that there's a difference if you learn this way you treat Avodah with disrespect from um, 
Because how do we know Chachamim say you should actually say it but in your mouth? Meaning, if you learn it from, if you learn it from Ta'ev to Ta'avenu, Rachaim says that's only the, teaches you something that should be done Ti'uv Balev. Meaning, it's something your attitude to it in your heart should be something you treat it with disgust. However, how do we know that you actually meant to do Bapet? And you don't learn that. For, so the Chachamim say, so the Gemara says, it says, Rabbi Shmuel says, Rabbi Yavah, Rabbi Yavah says, Tseto Marlo. So this is part of the Pasuk um, that we saw before, which is, we brought in our Mishnah. Um, it says, Tazrem Komo Seto Marlo. So Tseto Marlo, you've got to say, go to say to it. Meaning, what's Tseto Marlo? What does the Gemara do? Tso'a to Marlo. You, you, when you, the way you even converse or speak about it, you should treat it like that. Okay? That's what we learned to Elvin Navlehu. Okay. Now, etchokrim pnei melech, levodazar appeal by called pnei melech, korinto pnei kelev, you treat, you give it a term of disrespect, call it in the face of a dog. Ein kos, which is uh, another term of term referred to a vodazara, you call it ein kos, right? The, it, a kos is a thorn as opposed to something of a kos. Now, gedia is, which is a lashon of a mazal, you call it galia, which is a gal, like alavanim, like a, a, a tell, like a Destroyed building. Now, Rabbi, Rabbi Tanchum Hashem Rav Chuna says, "Ha'ay asher im beit aven mikedem lebeit el." Now, ha'ay that was by it sounds like next to beit aven, which is east of beit el. Now, the problem is if you say kedem means east, it doesn't make sense because in the Torah in Parashat Lech Lecha says beit el miyam v'ha'ay mikedem that the, that it was the other way around. So, what's what's the term kedem mean? It says in other words. Doesn't mean east. Then it, they used to call it Beit El. The Achshav, when, when that place turned into a Makom of Adazara, they ended up calling Beit Avin. Avin meaning like a, a, a sin or something like that. Okay, let's continue. Tani B'Shem Rebelaza, Loratzali Karot Amira. Oh, we got Emda here, but Rebchaim says the Ramban says you should read Amira. Korinoto Amida. Ari Rebchaim, he says, Kloma Enlikrot Avodazara Amira. Ela Amida. Why Mishum Demaise Tov? Something good as a continuation of the Gemara is going to say, you call Amira. Kedemasayim. The Amira Mashon Avoda, because Amira refers to Avoda. So you shouldn't call it like worship, like idol worship, maybe, rather. Ela, when it comes to an Avit Meiraglaim, like this is a cup they used to, like a bottle they used to do to urinate in, like a makeshift toilet, that is Korean, that would they, that, that would call the Amida. So therefore, the Amira Barakana, Tamad Savchan, they would call the Fa'ala Avoda, they refer to change the word again to Amir, according to Reb Chaim, based on the Ramban. But Tamad Lirchot, Shalmei Raglaim, that which uh, the, the Avit Shalmei Raglaim, they would call an Amida. Okay. Now, the question is, if you follow the to and fro, all we're left to explain is, what does Rabbi Kiva do with the remaining part in the Pasuk Yishayahu of Tzertomarlo? Because if you recall, Reb Chaim says, sorry, the Chachamim said that the, that Pasuk was needed to say that even in your mouth you should treat the Vodazar with disrespect. So Rabbi Yossi Barabun says that Rav Chuna B'Shem Rav Yosef Michan She'en Rim L'Adam Tzeh Ad Shichanes Rosh Rubo. In other words, this is where Rabbi, Yossi, where Rabbi Kiva learns a shir. Now if you recall Chachamon in the shir, the shir when you be Tama when you go into Beit Avodazara. Because if you recall Chachamim learned the shir by, the, by connecting it to what? To what's well, Gzer Shava. I'm not saying Hekech, but it's really Gzereshava, all these things. The Gzereshava of Netit and Netitza to the Beit Menuga. 
But he says is that actually we learn it from in uh, Rabbi Kiva learns it from here, Tetomarlo. Meaning someone has to enter the house enough that you can say to him, get out. If you put your finger in, someone's not going to say, get out. It's only once Rashovaru Bull, then Setomalo, that's when it become Tamil. Okay, let's continue. Some say that um itself is Matama Kanida, and the Meshamshaya, those that were used as part of the the kalim that you use to worship the Avodah is also Matama Kanida. However, and there's another brighter that seems to mechalik between the two. That which doesn't differentiate between the things that used to worship the Avodah and the Avodah itself, like a nida that's obviously we're working with the sheet of Rabbi Kiva here, then that makes sense. understand. The whole pasuk of Tuma we learn regarding Misham Sheya. It says, it is kolatz mo inktiv nida, the connection of nida, ela b'meshamshim. It says, because the Pasuk itself, this is back, this is the first part of the Pasuk where Bikiva learned the connection to, to, to Nida. I'll read the full Pasuk. It says, That's, that's the, sorry, Psilei Kaspecha. Afudat Masechat Zahavecha. And then Tazrem, then Tazrem Davate Tomalo. That's a part Rabbi Kiva brought. So Rabbi Kiva's whole shit is learned from a Pasuk that the Pasuk itself seems to be referring to the, the Tzipuyim. The Meshamshim of the Razara and the Afudato. Afuda is like an apron. Okay. So the, these are the silver platings and the, and the apron um, of, of cast of gold. So we says no. When it comes to Psile Kaspecha Rabchaim breaks this up a bit. You can explain that's Tiftar Gufo. We're talking about that it was engraved into the Vodazara itself. So it's a Gufashala Vodazara. That's what the Pasuk is referring to. Ah, what about the Afudat? What do you do with that part of the Pasuk? That's what Rabchaim inserts here. So then that's clearly a Misham Sheh. That's something placed over the Avodah Zarah. So Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Yaakov, the Farachan and Amar, Tiftal b'mishtachavel avodatzmo. It can be talking about when you bow to the apron itself. Now, people bow to aprons, and says, yes, we see by Gidon. It says, Ki'inan shenemar v'yas otog Gidon efod. When they got the spoils of war with Gidon, they took the gold and made his apron as like a monument for the, for the, the victory. And unfortunately, they ended up worshipping it. So you see, that fort uh, itself can be an Avodah Zarah. Now the Gemara says, "Matnin command, Amishan's command, Amar Avodazar Kinnida Umisham Umisham Sheah Kinnida." The Mishnah seems to follow the opinion that both the Misham Sheah and the Avodazara both Matamik Kinnida. The Tanina, because it says, "Avana veitzava for all Matamim Kisheretz." So here we're talking about the house. It sounds like Avodazara. Sorry, it is the house of Avodazara. And it's Chachamim says Matamik Kisheretz, and the Mishnah continues there. The Rabbi Kivit says Matamik Kinnida. And you expect that house to be something that is mishamesh the avodah inside it. So we say no. We say but We can answer this with actually bound to the house itself. But now let me let me let me correct that. I didn't say that correctly. Meaning they bowed, Reb Chaim said actually, because this is Vachachav Banoah, and then they built it. So what do you mean they bowed to the house? No, they didn't. They bowed to the stones and then constructed the house. So the stones themselves are beautiful. Now, why do I have to say it in that funny way rather than, you know, worship, like bowing to the house itself? That's because Reb Chaim says, if you continue the continuation, it's actually a machloket where the bowing to house, bowing to house would make would uh, would make it like asu, if it was a fully constructed house. That's why we're talking about here, when we talk, that, that Mishnah, when it says, even the stones of Matamek and oh, we're talking about the stones themselves were first. But if, you, if you're bound to the house itself, fully constructed, it's a machloka like we'll see now. Now, I want to just finish this because otherwise it'll be too hard to pick up from here to yet, tomorrow. Uh, actually, no, maybe we'll take it from here tomorrow. 
Yeah, you know, we'll take it from here tomorrow. We'll take it from here. Because otherwise it's going to take us halfway to the end of the Dapa just so. All right, we'll take it from here. All right, Beseda, Colt, everyone. Have a good day.